How would you expect to change if you're doing zero fucking action? And what you allow to come in your mind controls your fucking heart. A man's word right now doesn't mean shit. Imagine if you just have that in your life. You have the truth and you have honor. That everything that comes out of your fucking mouth, you do it. That you do the shit that you said you're gonna do. Hello, welcome to the Warrior Week podcast. I am Max, and this is our coach, Coach Sam. How are you, Coach? Hey, how are you doing, man? Very good. Uh, coach, today, you know, I really want to talk about the problem of change. And, you know, we've kind of visited the enemy. We visited um, a lot of things about men. But men tend to have these problems that are deep-rooted inside of them that it doesn't allow them to move forward. And change is one of them. Everybody seeks it. Everybody wants it. But nobody acquires it. So, um, you know, why, why is it that you've seen men not be able to move forward? Where is it that they get fucked in this idea of change? Um, you know, I think, uh, one of the fundamental things that we need to just step back and look at the concept of change is, um, it's inevitable, right? We're not in control of change. Change is happening no matter what. Whether you want it or don't want it, you are changing. Um, it just depends on which direction. So if you, we want to take a very simple example, and that is, you know, if you put a guy and and he works out three, four times consistently for, you know, 12 weeks, uh, you will see some changes in his physicalities. But if you take the same guy and he actually doesn't do anything at all, there is something as change in his life. Right. Maybe his physical body has not changed, but his his pattern and behaviors uh, has changed into, uh, you know, being more lazy or uh, perhaps he's putting more time in somewhere else. I don't want to necessarily say that all, you know, change is either positive or negative. Change is happening whether the label of positive that we put on it or the label of negative that we put on it is really relevant to truly what what we want uh, and what we want is related to the pleasure that uh, that has brought us in our lives um and so if if there is pleasure gained by uh be becoming fitter in 12 weeks and then we're going to put a positive spin around that change however if a person doesn't do that and instead the person gets fatter or the person, you know, becomes lazier, um, it's easy to put a negative change around it. But also there's an opportunity to look at what else has changed. You know, did anything else change inside of that? Too often we don't take we don't we don't investigate that because we stop at the negative change. Hey, man, you didn't do this. So therefore you didn't get anything, uh, anything at all because you refused to do that. And I get that. Right. I, I, I will be the first one to say you got to do the work. And if you don't do the work, well, you're not going to get the results. But at the same time, it's not what I observe as an, somebody on the outside or the person doing it. The reality is whether we observe it or not, change is happening. And so we got to be very cognitive around uh, capturing the change. And, and society doesn't do a good job at that because society is going to really look at the results that are on the board. Right. What I see is the changes what I see. 
society is not going to really go and investigate and look at the change in the unseen. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You, you've nailed it with the the essence of, okay, hey, it's only a, a positive change and not the negative change. And, and really the negative change could be something that's positive. Like 100%. I, I didn't fucking go and do my body, but my body, my fucking business has turned around. My connection with my wife is better. There's or, so much more. Over time, Max, what is, like the negative change is a setup for me, right? The negative change, involuntarily negative change, right? Because I'm not control, I'm not in control of change. We as human are constantly changing, whether we want to agree with it or not, or we, we think we're in control, we're not. We're absolutely not. But when we get results from the change process that's happening in any way, we claim it and we think we're in control. The results are there, but it wasn't really us. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I want you to consider what you just said is that the, the negative change could be seg- setting up a positive change coming in the future, which you and I are not aware of, which by the way, I think this is something that we would all agree. Nobody controls the future. And so it all makes sense. It all makes sense that years after, months after, you can look back and say, that's what set me up for that change. Yeah, I mean, you could just think of it in business where you make a you make a move where it makes everything else real tight, yet in turn, it pays off in the future. 100%. And at the moment, it seems like, oh, was this the right thing? Yeah. And then also, the the essence of change, I also see a lot of men that get stuck inside of this victim mentality. Yeah. So like because of society, society says, oh, it has to have a positive thing and we want it now. We want this change and suddenly we don't see it. Now we're victim to it. And that's that's that's, uh, you know, when you ask the question, I wanted to to link change to this idea of control. What men want is Mm -hmm. control of change uh, rather than the change itself. Uh, And and they want it on demand. They want it in real time. They want it right now. They want it our own t- on their own time. Um, and time is something that we do not change, need to control. <laughs> yeah, not even fucking touch. Yeah, when it comes specifically, you think of your body, right? You think of the body. You go to you go work out. You eat well. You do that for one week. <clears throat> Fuck, you might even drink more water, and your weight goes up. And then you're like looking in the mirror and you're like, I look the same. My weight went up and you're like fucking now down on it. Yeah. And you got to do that week after week after week. And then in time, it will change. 100%. But you have to rely on that. Rely. And so one of the things that as skills for men Mm -hmm. that we truly need to encourage each other and develop is to it's an assessment of the changes that took place in a period of time, knowing we are not in control. Um, and, and, and this is a topic that's not going to be popular because most people want to say, hey, if we have a, an objective, if we have a goal, if we have a target and our goal is to move from this place to this other place and we want to make some changes for the better, for good. Um, it, it, truly, if we get to that point and those changes are not made according to our plan, does that truly mean that there's no changes taking place? And often that evaluation, that question is never asked. Uh, we accept the defeat. We, we label it first as a defeat. We accept it as a defeat and we build upon the defeat and the defeat. Uh, you know, you mentioned last week in, in a big conference that we had over 100 guys that, hey, man, uh, you know, what we need to do is stop this idea of setting targets that are just period by period, and they're not periodically building upon each other like a ladder, right? If, if truly we are, we are advancing in life 
in all areas of life, we should see it as a ladder that we're moving up a ladder or we're moving up, uh, maybe a better example is stairs. So each, each period of time should be the stairs that leads to the other stairs. So we'll build upon. But same thing goes for uh, um, our, um, our defeats. Um, you know, should our defeats be a ladder that we built upon and move upon? It doesn't make sense. You can't really build upon your defeats until you win. <laughs> so we're not really building upon a ladder and ladder upon our defeats. But uh, to consider that the defeat itself was the ground for us to have a ladder to move to the next one. And, and that's the perspective. We was really focusing on, on, on extracting the positive non-obvious change to us, non-desired, non-obvious change to us. And that's completely like saying we were never in control. Well, I mean, that's, that's absolutely counterintuitive to what the self-help world talks about. Like right now is <laughs> one, a you you're not in control. And two, when you fail, build upon it. Yeah. Like, well, well, yeah, I understand failure. No, no. Investigate your failure. Look at it and build upon it from then on. One, you picked it up 100%. I am taking 100% a different direction from all the, the, uh, the everybody on the marketplace right now that is gung-ho on this idea that you're in control. If you put your mind into it, you can do it. I say horseshit to all that because that would say that you're in control. And they would say, okay, well, you're not in control, but I guarantee if you put all the efforts, you're gonna see some results. That means you're gonna roll some dice. That means you're gambling with the results of your future versus a different attitude, which is committing and surrendering to work and knowing at all time you are not in control and that change will happen no matter what. So the destination that you're getting at is more of a, a topological de destination than a geographical decision. A geographical decision is north from, uh, you know, south to north, right? I'm moving south to north. I'm on the highway. Uh, the, the GPS tell me go to north. I'm going north. Topological is very different. It's valley to mountains. Like if I'm going high, I'm going up high. So I may be, I may be walking uh, towards the top of the hill for three years and I may not be going north. It, it's a complete different analogy. And, uh, and, 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 and I take that from, um, from the Hebrew uh, ways of looking at, um, at, at uh, ascent, the word ascent. Um, Ascending in the Hebrew and in the biblical language is is topological, which is, you know, from the mountain to the valleys. Um, but today we live in a world that goes north to south, man. Yeah, I mean, fuck, we live in a world that thinks everything is roses. Like, oh, hey, if I build a garden, it's going to be fucking roses right out the gate. Doesn't doesn't pay attention to the fact that it's going to smell like shit for a while. Doesn't pay attention that those fucking those roses are going to die. Doesn't pay attention that there's thorns on the fucking roses. They just assume that, hey, I'll put dirt there. It's going to be beautiful fucking red roses. No thorns. No problems. Yes. And, and constantly that's not the case of our lives. One hundred percent. Does it matter that I reach some magical destination on north? Right. If somebody tells me, hey, man, drive 60 miles, drive 600 miles, put this investment here, do this, do that, do this, and you'll get the house and the car and this location and this address, and you'll have the wife, the children, the house and the car and everything you ever wanted, all the pleasure in the world in this destination, in this geo coordinates, in this destination, which is heading north, never head south, 
Always go north. If your car breaks, fuck it. Just keep working hard at it and just go north. Just go north. Just go north. How many motherfuckers right now are going north more than 30, 40, 50 years? They are given a promise, which is in north, versus having a topological destination, which is, hey, I'm ascending. I'm going up to Mount Zion. I'm going up to the mountain of God. I'm going up to the mountain. And no matter what is happening, I know there is changes because there's changes in altitude. And that change of altitude may have me vomit. (laughs) That change of altitude may have me uncomfortable. That change of altitude has nothing to do with what I want. But I know that I'm on a chain, on a path that I'm ascending. That's the difference between those that are surrendering to the promise of North and South geographical and those that are being pulled towards an ascended direction. Now, when you are, when you are going on a mountain and you do that all the time, when you stop after once in a while and you look at the view, you may not have much where you're standing, but the view is fucking incredible. You may be in a palace right now with a bunch of fucking Lamborghinis and cars and beautiful wife and the kids, and and the view is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, well, it fucked in. You have no ability to, once you think that the geographical location's at the top, you have no ability to go back down into the valley. And if you do, you're fucking destroyed because mm-hmm. you weren't expecting that because you've no been way. traveling north. You've been traveling north all these years and you have no idea what it's like to be conditioned to get to the peak and realize, oh, fuck. Hey, there's a higher mountain over here. I've been called now to be driven down into the fucking valley and then all the way back up. 100 percent. So the word change needs to be replaced in our vocabulary. But what am I being conditioned to? You just nailed it. So if we're able to even switch that uh, language, right? And so we're not saying transformation because that's another word that has been used and abused right now in the marketplace by a bunch of fucking nonsense. Um, but if we use the word conditioning, you know, how is life conditioning me and where am I compared to where I was a year ago, half a year ago, a week ago? And the conditioning that God has in my life has me ascent towards uh, a destination that is pulled by him, not desired by me or not projected by me as a pleasure area. I mean, that's that's the the action item of the of the podcast right now is that where in your life are you being pulled to and where in your life is God conditioning you? that you need more conditioning and where are you building conditioning, right? Like that's truly, truly what we need to investigate and be willing to do it. And and like you said, coach, it's not necessarily a a sexy thing to look into, but it's important. It's a necessity. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you've been 20 years inside of, uh, you know, the, 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 the fitness and health industry is conditioning fun. No, (laughs) you, you, you program that every fucking year in there and okay. There's some fun activities, is conditioning fun? Yeah. No, it's just like it's lifting weights fun. Yeah, but no, sometimes it's a little bit. It's a little bit of work. Yeah, there's always there's always fucking work in there. But there's you know really also when you were talking about that journey, it's really about the again the conditioning of the mountain. Yeah, the the actual journey of the mountain. I know for a fact that in my training and everything that I've developed in the process, I can tell you roughly at the major competitions that I was at. But what I can tell you was the journey. I can tell you the drive. I can tell you that fucking what that road looked like, what the valley looked like, what was around me, who was in my camp, all that shit. I can tell you Yeah. the end result. That was just a fucking byproduct. It fades away. Yes. It fades away. What stays is the people. What stays is the process. What stays the pain points. 
the surgeries, the downfalls, the 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 backstabbers, the 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 every single fucking obstacle that was on the way to pull you down out of the fucking mountain. That stays. Those we call lessons of life. I would really come back and because there's a lot this word lessons. Everybody wants to learn lesson, but I would really cherish them as memories, mm-hmm. as memories and, and something that we pass on to other men. Not necessarily only to our children. Everybody's gone home on this idea. Oh, I'm going to capture as much as lesson, as much as memory as I want. I'll pass it on to my children. Yeah, uh, that's nice. But you are also an adult. And you need other men to pass on these things too because they need it as much as they need you to pass on these things to you. Uh, and so the idea is this, again, idea of fellowship, right? All those, all, every, everything a part of the journey, it's, it's, it's ours to give to those that are on a similar journey or uh, that have begun that journey. And yeah, our children will be part of that, but ultimately they will be adults and they'll hang out with adults. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be, it has to be passed on. It has to be a ripple effect out. And that's where you're right. Men don't understand the importance of it. Right. A lot of people talk about coaching, but a true coach is one that delivers the essence of what is happening in life and how to actually manipulate it and move forward with it. Not just what I've done, but what I've seen all men do. Yeah. A, a true, like, here's the deal. You never see a coach walk into a bar alone. Yes. If he's there, he's there with a bunch of guys. He like, because he, that's what he moves. He moves, he leads a unit. He leads a unit. He's never alone. And, and the unit is never alone. So that that's the difference, right? You walk into a place, you see a coach, that guy is not alone. He's got a couple of guys, a real one, right? And all the phonies one, yeah, they'll be later alone. Yeah, yeah, they're there with the other guys that are just by themselves and not with their units, absolutely. Um, so remember, your action item, this, this call is specifically to focus and look and investigate what is God conditioning to you. Coach, beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, man. Quit on your wife. Quit on your kids, quit on your desires. It's okay to be okay. Manually putting the fucking blindfold on yourself. Tonight, you're gonna find out what power is.